If you are a fan of the Dive Bar Rockstar podcast and would like to help support the show, there's a great way that you can do that and start a new fashion trend. We have a new merchandise page on the website which features t-shirts and hoodies that are available for sale on Amazon. Just click on merchandise in the top menu and all of the links will be there or go directly to divebarrockstar.com slash merchandise. Get started early on your Christmas shopping at divebarrockstar.com. Welcome to the Dive Bar Rockstar Podcast, a show exploring the lives of professional musicians of all types, touring musicians, recording artists, songwriters, engineers, bar bands, wedding bands, and anyone making their living in the music industry. Whether you've dreamed of being a professional or you already are one, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Eric Baines, and I hope that you not only find some entertainment here, but also some helpful tips, trade secrets, and ideas that will help you achieve your dreams. Well, hello and welcome to another episode that I'm, uh, this is my first episode of the year and um, it's August. So it's taken me a while. I understand. Uh, for those of you who've been waiting, I apologize, but uh, it's been a busy year. I must, I must say, you know, having a, a one and a half year old now is, uh, is, is a lot. And um, I actually have a new gig. I'm now the new bass player for the incredible band Chicago. Some of you that, you know, follow me on Facebook probably already know this, but um, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it a lot today because it's, uh, it's an incredible honor and a dream come true in so many ways because I've been a fan of Chicago for my entire life. My parents were both big fans, so the music basically has been in my life since birth. <laughs> and I think I was in eighth grade when uh, Chicago 17 came out and it just blew my mind. And the next string of hits was uh, the soundtrack of my youth, basically. So, you know, it's one of the coolest things about this band, I think, is, is their massive catalog. And it spans five decades and 38 records. And the 38th record just came out this summer. So check it out. It's really cool. We've been playing one of the songs. We did uh, one of the songs on Good Morning America not too long ago. So... Um, Check it out. It's it's worth checking out, I think. It's a really, really great as a Chicago fan, I'm not I'm not biased because I'm in the band. As a as a fan, it's it it's really cool. It's very uh you're gonna hear a Chicago record. I don't know how they keep doing it. It's amazing. And you know, I've probably said this on the podcast a few times, but uh, one of the great things about living in LA is that the phone can ring at any time and your whole life will just change. And it's happened to me several times. And I think this is another great example. I actually got a text from an amazing guitar player friend of mine named Mike O'Neill. He's been George Benson's rhythm guitar player for many years. And uh, we used to play together with Greg Karukas, who's a smooth jazz piano player. You might have heard of him. And I haven't seen the guy, Mike O'Neill, for 12 years probably, which which is another lesson in don't burn bridges because you just never know when those interactions are going to come back, you know, and... And it came back and he, uh, he texted me and said that Chicago was looking for someone and that he had recommended me. So I was pretty stoked about that because, uh, Mike is an extremely respected, you know, opinion in this town. And, uh, so, so soon I got a call from Chicago, from the Chicago camp and, uh, based on that recommendation and, and a couple other corroborating ones, I guess, uh, they kind of gave me the rundown of the gig and asked if I'd be interested 
And then everything started to to move pretty quick after that. And five days later, I was practicing my butt off uh, for my first show. And uh, I don't know, it happens. It always happens fast. You got to be ready to jump when that phone rings. You got to recognize when when it's uh, when it's the right time to jump. And I think those are skills that you acquire over the years. But this was one of those moments where I'm like, I, I got to jump. I got to jump on this and it's it's going to be crazy and it's going to be a ride. But um, And I had about six days. I had probably two weeks notice, but I had about six days that I could block out for learning all the material. I had to learn all the backup vocals, all the lyrics for that stuff, you know, and then, and then, then stage movement and where I'm supposed to be. Because basically, as far as I knew, I was going in cold. I was going to get on stage and play this show with several of my heroes <laughs> in this uh, uh, incredible band. And uh, I ended up having a sound check, which was cool. And we'll talk about that more in the episode. But at, at any rate, it happened fast and it was stressful and it was crazy. And it was, you know, a big life decision that, that had to be made pretty quickly. But that's just how it happens. This is how it happens. Um, I'm going to start another podcast called That. <laughs> But uh, I would like to give a shout out to to Dwight Yoakam and uh, the Dwight Camp and everybody over there because uh, it was a really, really great gig for me and, and a really important life-changing gig as well. And so thanks for the amazing five years and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll play together again in the future. But it is, you know, you get a new gig and you got to say goodbye to the old gig. And that's, uh, I don't know, sometimes it's bittersweet, I guess. But like I said, we're going to talk all about Chicago a lot more on this podcast because my guest today is currently the percussion player for Chicago. He has previously toured and performed with Christina Aguilera, David Sanborn, Stevie Nicks, Paul Stanley, Jennifer Lopez, Chris Isaac, Carlos Santana, Maxwell, Sergio Mendez, Stevie Wonder, Jonathan Butler, Peter White, and the list goes on forever. He's he's amazing. He's a top call. Uh, he's also a regular on The Voice, and he's made many appearances in the house band for Lopez Tonight with George Lopez. He records with all kinds of artists all the time from his home studio and elsewhere. I will warn you that there is some adult language because we are having a good time and we talk like musicians. So I don't know, uh, earmuffs for the kids, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but he's an incredible percussionist and a really, really great hang. So please enjoy my conversation with Ray Islas. Well, welcome. Hey, <laughs> Eric! Ba- and, I'm in uh, Eric's studio. This is very exciting because I have I a new it. gig, and the first person is someone from that new gig. So what's I'm, the I'm what really gig? Uh, it's it's a band that you probably haven't heard of. Oh, oh, okay. I'm <laughs> new to this. It's that's, some, that's a city name. What is it? It's not Boston. St. Louis. <laughs> no. No, well, you know that big band from the '80s, St. Louis. <laughs> uh, no but so now I've, I've been on the bus with you now for a few months yes we and, definitely uh, got to know each we're other getting to know each other which, which is, is awesome exciting. first time we met too is on this gig yeah we've we've we, totally known of each other we've met god like hey what's going nice to meet you? and that was it it's not really like talking hanging but right we've sat we've used have we played together well prior I th- to i Chicago? think we discovered 
one night on yeah. the bus drinking. That yeah. Uh, yeah. so you had a <laughs> drinking band. Apple juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and Walfredo Reyes, the yeah. drummer for Chicago. Yes, yes. Had a band. Yes, Simberwensa. And my friend and other po- podcast guest Rudy Cardenas and his uh, yeah. wife Jenny they, sang with they that. Sang with us. Yeah. And Matt Rohde was playing with Matt you guys playing, at Spagatini, yeah. and I went down. Because Matt was there and Rudy and everybody. Totally. And yeah. I sat in and I sang, I think I sang What's Going On. And yes. So yes, I, not, yes, yes, yes. So yes, I actually I, have now I played with you, but I don't remember actually <laughs> we, meeting, meeting you guys. I know, yeah. it's weird because you came up, you played, because I remember Rudy was like, hey man, can my buddy play bass and, and sing? And Oscar Cartaya was playing bass, I yeah, believe, right? Yeah, I didn't play bass, I just sang. You just sang, Oscar yeah. played it, okay. Yeah. And and, uh, and we were like, yeah, I mean, the more the merrier, why not? I you, That's the thing with Simbaruanza, I never... Uh, had a problem with people sitting in, especially if they were good. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? yeah. But that was always like welcomed. So that was yeah. great. But unfortunately, like you said, we didn't really like, hey, pleasure ball. You probably came up and killed it and that yeah. was it. I you probably know? drank a lot. Which then... is fine. Which is fine. <laughs> it makes everything sound better. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I probably drank after I sing. I don't oh, know. okay. But uh, it is a long drive home. Spagatini is oh, far. No. It's yeah. far. I always prefer Still to stay beach. there when yeah. I play there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's a great club. It is. It so is. anyway, I, I, so we didn't quite meet, but we did play together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. True. But, True. Yeah, we did. And the funny thing was like when I got on the plane flying to uh, New York. We, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We started in New York. And I and started I, in New York. Yes, right. You did. And I get on the plane and I, you know, I'm looking for my seat and you were next to me. Yeah. And I went, that's got to be Eric. <laughs> that, that's got to be Eric. I mean, he looks like yeah. one of us already. <laughs> and I think I tapped you on the, so- on the shoulder and I do the stupid wave I do to you every night <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> on the encore. <laughs> right, right, right. We right. have, I do a very stupid wave to Eric when he comes. Uh, it's on the encore. He circles the back of the stage and I'm always back there. Yeah. And, and he walks by and I literally say, hi, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think of it as the Eric parade. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, we're all fan. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Fan. Woo! I should have some <laughs> confetti and throw it at you next time. You want? <laughs> I will. I'll throw yeah. something. An egg? No, oh. no, not an egg. No, no. That's probably fine. There's only that two was, songs left. It'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, anyways, but now we're on the bus all the time. We are yes. bus mates, and that's yes, pretty good. And I have three. to say that you have the bus hang down. Oh man, you know, like, and I we have such that. a peaceful bus. I mean, we only have five people, so that makes it. Which is easy very, to escape if you need to, or like, oh my you know God, what I mean? yes, but, very cool. And we both have experienced tours where 10, yeah, 15, yeah, people on a bus, including the artist, mm. which is always very weird in a sense, yeah. not weird, but you know, it's like the artist, you know, you gotta yeah. give them first dibs on everything, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, so you're always, yeah. you're always working. If yes. you're with the artist. Yes. 24-7. You are. Yeah. You are. I agree. I never looked at it like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But Bus 3, man. Yeah. We, we yeah. um, yeah, we, we, you have it down too. I mean, you, you have, you know how to walk in the bus and not <laughs> scream or not. <laughs> People do those things, which is very yeah. strange. It's yeah. like, don't scream on a bus, people. That's it. You know? Yeah. But Yeah. Well, that's something we talk about a lot on this podcast, just how much the hang is important, you know, mm-hmm. to any gig. And it's another skill that you got to have, you know. It really is. I mean, it's serious. I mean, like you've talked, I don't know if you want to, how deep you want to get into that, but mm-hmm. that is so true. It's, uh, you're hired for your ability to play the instrument 
and play well with the other musicians and learn the songs. Hello. Mm. The 20, that's two hours. <laughs> May, right. Max two hours. Depends right. on if you're doing Bruce Springsteen, it's a four hour show. <laughs> so yeah. different. But you're hired for that reason. And the other 22 hours are, could be hell. Yeah. Could be true hell. Yeah. And we both experienced that with some people. Right. And, but it's like your bus etiquette, your, just your etiquette in general. Yeah. <laughs> Being on the real road etiquette. I your guess, your you human know. etiquette. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. I mean, how you were raised, I want to meet his parents. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it, it is, it's really, um, it's, it's nice to come back home. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah but not totally. with Chicago. Chicago is different, man. We, yeah. we're all, I mean, we actually hang out. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> you know? uh, it's kind of funny because we got home two days ago. Yeah. And so, I just haven't, so Saturday. I, yeah. We haven't stopped texting exactly. in two days. <laughs> we, 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 we continue texting people. Okay. We like, we're dumb, we dumb text a lot, like jokes and yeah. what are you eating? What are you making for dinner? Yeah. Lauren just texted me a little while ago, like yeah. asking uh, a recipe for making a steak. Like I have never pan fried a steak. And I, I was at the gym and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I had to stop and answer that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, that's awesome though. I mean, yeah. We care about each other, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Lauren yeah. Gold, who's the yeah. keyboard player, and is on a previous podcast episode before he got the Chicago gig. So ah. I'll have to get him back on and for harass brief, him. For brief, not repeat anything on the last one. Yeah. Don't, don't talk about the who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw those guys, man. Forget it. Come on. <laughs> so how did this Chicago gig come up? Because Walfredo was originally the yeah. percussion player. Yeah. Yeah. Wally. Okay. So it must have been 2016 or 17 where I'm playing with Wally at the Baked Potato. And it's his band, Wally's World. Fun, fun gig. And uh, Ned Coletti, who is a baseball guru. I mean, he's worked for the Los Angeles Dodgers, the like general manager, like the big wig for the Cubs, the Dodgers, the San Francisco Giants. So he's, you know, but he's a big music fan. And I'm a big baseball fan. I'm a big mm. Dodger fan, all right? Yeah. And Eric knows that already. So, I do know so. that. <laughs> I talk a lot of baseball <laughs> yeah. and I watch baseball. And okay, so Ned comes to the show that night to see Wally because he's friends with Wally's dad and Wally's dad is saying, hey, go see my son play the big potato. So, mm. so, and I immediately recognized Ned Coletti walking through the door and on the break, I go and introduce myself and Ned's a big Chicago fan. So Ned, that night, Ned said, he told me, he said, man, you and Wally sound really good together because Wally was on drums and I was on percussion. And you guys should play in Chicago together because you guys sound so good. Oh, wow. And I said, dude, you just planted a seed. Mm. I said, you threw it into the universe, you know? Wow. And a few years later, or about a year or so later, Wally calls me up and he said, I need you to step in for like two weeks and play percussion because his brother Danny was doing the gig, right? Mm-hmm. And of course I said, yes, you know, and then I, and then I told, well, I said, well, okay, of course, count me in, but what about, um, can you get the manager to give me a call? Cause I like, I want confirmation, right? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? And so, uh, he said, yes, you know, Steve will call you, but block those dates, please. And I said, I will, I will. And Steve calls me a few days later, gives me the schedule. I go in, mind you, just like you, no rehearsal. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the MP3 of the full show, 
right? You know, uh, making your own charts. You know, you probably sat here going over <laughs> everything like a live show. You know? Yeah. So I did that for about five days. Like, here's the funny thing: of <laughs> this has happened to you. Um, so I blocked everything out, like schedule. I had to learn the whole Chicago. Now, mind you, I. The reason why I became a musician was because of CTA, Chicago's very first album. So, wow. Yeah, that's... That's huge. That's huge for me. <laughs> so I, I... Yeah, that was pretty big. So yeah. I, I'm in my studio reviewing all the music. Then I get a call from Rick Braun, a trumpet player. Right? Mm -hmm. He's like, I, I need you to play on Dave Cause's new album. I'm going to send you all the tracks. And I said, I, I got a lot of work to do with this blah, blah, blah. and he's like no no it's okay I'll, you know, just record when you can but he needed it the tracks back the day before i was leaving to go on the road with chicago gotcha. so now within these five days i'm learning a full chicago show and recording a full album oh wow now i mean it's not just shaker and tambourine i'm doing like five to seven percussion tracks per song and there wow. were 12 songs so i i, I woke up <laughs> i woke up at 7 a.m took the kids to school right then laid out my day in the studio the first half of the day was chicago then ha uh, afternoon was recording then pick up the kids from school make dinner then come back into the studio from like seven till about midnight 1 a.m. reviewing Chicago. That was six, five, six days, every single day. Mm. I finished it. I got everything done. It was great. Had the show memorized. Go on the road. And it was literally, I don't know how it was for you, but for me, it was very, like, I was very nervous. <laughs> show number one. And no sound check. Okay, people, Chicago does not sound check. No. You know, and that's a beautiful thing about yeah. this gig too. Is it's one of my favorite things. Oh my come on, I, I me too. Hate sound checks. Me too. I'm sorry, I'm not. A, you know, <laughs> and especially, especially you, if they're long yeah, sound yeah. checks. Yeah, and, and people want to change stuff. And oh my god, yes, oh, yes. no, no. Or they want to. They want to add a song, so you got to yeah. rehearse the whole song. Especially when you have a crew of technicians. Well, exactly. What do we, What do you need me for? Yeah. You know, just then he'll line check it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Go out. Exactly. We do this every night. Exactly. The we board do is digital. Just yeah. pull up. The mix, you know, <laughs> exactly, and that's across the board for every band. Anymore. For yeah. every band, they they yeah. have, it's the same thing. Right. I get it. Some people want to loosen up. Yeah, you know, you want to, you know, you want to be ready, you know, and bang on your instrument, play, you know, and okay, I understand that part. So that could be twenty minutes or something. Right. But some artists, well, well, some artists like to run the whole show too. Yeah. No, I. You know, I've been and, there for uh, sure, but not Chicago. No. No. We we okay. So I went on. We. Show one, um, I actually did go sound check a little bit, and me and Wally went over the, the percussion break. Because mm -hmm. um, we can choose to get there early. Yeah, and exactly. Play if we want to. Yeah, we can. But this summer would have been difficult because well, of Brian Wilson's uh, right. show, which, um, right. yeah, I don't know. We'd have to get there really, really early. Yeah, <laughs> agree. No, I'm not ready for that. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like to be in bed watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> The other, and, and hitting the gym. Yeah, right. The other beauty so. of no sound checks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the late lobby call. Yes, exactly. <laughs> late, like we're, yeah, let's just leave it at that. Um, yeah. But the, okay, so I did the first show. And uh, Scotty, our monitor guy, 
on the second show, he came up to me and he goes, I'm going to give you some really good news. And I said, what? And he goes, Robert wants more percussion in his mix. Ah. And he goes, that's a really good side. Ah. And I went, oh, that's awesome. Because I was like that. I mean, Robert Lamb, the Robert Lamb, come right. on. You know, Saturday course, in the Park, Beginnings, you know, oh, the guy who, yeah. he wrote Hall a of, lot of the hits. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hall of Fame, Songwriters Hall of Fame, and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Robert yeah. Lamb. Robert fucking Lamb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, the, so. Uh, that's it, what we call him. That's a, yeah. Our, hey, Robert fucking Lamb. Hey, Robert fucking Lamb. <laughs> I know, it's funny. Actually, I guess we can cuss in your podcast. Right? <laughs> sure. <Okay. laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, so, a, it's a podcast. It, that's true. That's it's great. True. Are we going to get any callers? <laughs> no, no callers? All right, so, line so. three. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so, um, yes, uh, Robert, that was a, like, nice little pat on the back he wanted more percussion on the mix so yeah so uh so we did about a week right of shows and then steve calls me up the tour manager steve brombach and he says hey man um i know you're supposed to go home next whatever thursday and he goes can you stay to do two more weeks and i said hell yeah and he goes good good and he goes because you fit right in Everybody, the principals love you. They, they love what you're playing. And, you know, the crew, everybody, you fit right in with the whole thing, the band. And, and I was like, oh, man, this is awesome, you know. Yeah. And then um, in the same conversation, Steve said, so you can do the next two weeks. Yeah. What about the summer? <laughs> now, this is like we're talking into April. Right. And I said, Steve, I'm yours. You tell me. You know, he goes, do you want to be in the fucking band? <laughs> And I said, yes. And I was literally, okay, I, we were in El Paso. Mm -hmm. So I was literally walking around looking for a Starbucks or some coffee. I was, I couldn't find coffee. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the middle crossing the street where I'm talking to Steve. And he goes, well, man, fuck it. You're in the band, dude. And he goes, I'm going to send you all the dates for the year. Like, and you're going to get an email. And he goes, they want you in. And he goes, we wow. had a meeting. They want you in the band. And I was like, oh. Wow. So I stopped in the middle of the street, like holding my phone, like, damn. <laughs> and he said, congratulations. And he goes, I'll see you later at Lobby Call. I said, all right, cool, man. And then all of a sudden he hung up and then a car was honking like to get out of the street. <laughs> I looked up, it was red for me and surprised I didn't get killed. Right. Texas, right. So that, you know, I called my sister. Oh, I, yeah, I, I called my sister and I said, guess because I didn't even tell her I was on the road with Chicago yeah. because I didn't, it wasn't my gig at that point. So I was just subbing, right? Right, right. So I said, guess who I'm playing with? And she didn't say anything. And I said, hello. And then in like a teary voice, she goes, Chicago? Are you playing with Chicago? <laughs> Seriously. And I went, how the fuck did you know? And she goes, oh my God, I can't believe it. And I said, I not only that, you. I'm in the band now, you know? And she's like, what? Like, you know, you hold the phone back, like, and it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. That's and, awesome. You know, since then we've been just hitting it, you know, yeah. ro rocking and rolling. Yeah. And then, yeah, man. Just, That's it, so cool. It is. It, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Really, this band is really amazing. It's like, even like when we, when we were talking about, um, I forgot what song, uh, it was part of ballet. Yeah. Uh -huh. Because a bass line is so important on that song. Well, it's important in every song, don't get yeah. me wrong. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I it's think so, like so. <laughs> odd, it changes time signatures so many times in that song. Right, you right. Know, the, 
The one where you come up the stairs. Yeah. I mean, just that section. But that's, that's one of my favorite bass lines of Chicago. And it's one of those things where if I don't come in, Uh it's not really like, that's one of those mental Uh notes that I always take. Cause another thing that I'll add as far as our job, and we kind of talked about this before is that my job also as a side guy, your job is to not screw up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially when it's like, you know, not to take away anything from their musicality, but these guys are band guys, yep. the main the main principals, you know, mm-hmm. the guy, the original members. And that's a different sense of of music in my experience than like an artist in a band of hired guns. Cause True. my yeah. job is to show up and, and nail that baseline every night of so course. that the artist can feel free to mess up or whatever, you know, like the the, mm-hmm. the standard. So our job really is to never make mistakes so that they're supported completely you Agreed. know what i mean Agreed. and that's one of those yeah. moments where going into it it was like i basically start boom boom yep yeah like i'm right on the one if mm-hmm. i screw that up it's all over it falls apart it <laughs> so, totally literally like just yeah <laughs> so like going into it i was like here's that one spot i definitely can't screw it up like i kind of yeah. prioritize those moments and and put mental cues into my head you know totally. but the other weird part about that section is that it's like it's 20 bars of uh Oh gosh, I'm gonna screw this up. It's 20 bars of B flat, mm-hmm. and it's 16 bars of D flat, and then 16 bars of D. And but the the way that the, I can still never, I haven't learned because on top of that, yeah. is these really random feeling. Exactly. You know, it doesn't feel like 16 bars because no, there's not no. like a, a a divided at eight. Exactly. And there's not exactly. like there's a pattern going on. These random melodies are happening. So and that's because I'm just it's horn counting, driven. counting, counting, yeah. counting, counting. And it's yeah. also sort of classically driven yeah. versus a cyclical like R and B vibe. True. It's not there's True. no cycle to it. It's just yeah. this is the part, you know. Exactly. It's like it's it's I always see that and I agree. I always see uh this band, the rhythm section is arranged to and it's obvious because chicago has horns yeah so it's horn driven in Mm -hmm. that sense but if you look at the chart to a chicago song that's exactly what you're talking about it's going to go like one section it's linear yeah yeah it's going to be like one section will be 11 bars the next one might be six or something yeah yeah yeah. you know it's like it's never eight Eight, like after bar 16 go into this section no it's it's yeah. not like that with some of the songs so i'm always joking because i don't want to look at you i'm standing right yeah. next to you in that section but all <laughs> i'm doing is counting yeah and i've been in it like what three months now i've probably done 30 shows more than that yeah. and uh and i'm, I'm still, always trying to get your attention i'm still too. just counting and counting. i'm like i ain't looking at like, you dude. Eric, look at me <laughs> don't 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 mess me up you know what i do sometimes uh uh with ray herman if you haven't seen that ray mm, herman's our sax, like, sax player, sax player. You know, the horns stand in front of me sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So Ray's just over my electronics by the bongos. So sometimes I tap him on the shoulder with my drumsticks, <laughs> like on the opposite <laughs> shoulder, and he looks back. Now he knows it's me, obviously. But, right, right, but right. I'll, I'll fuck with them some, <laughs> so much. <laughs> then, yeah, you you're you're the class clown of the band, yeah, I would say. Yeah, uh, I guess that's what I've been real, told. Keeping it fucking Well, that's, that's the other thing I, I, I kind of had written down in my notes. Like... <laughs> You're not only like a phenomenal percussion player, which you absolutely are. Oh, but thank you. Your thank role you. in this band is also as like hype man. You're like the flavor flavor. I've heard that so many times. <laughs> I've heard that so that's so funny. Yeah, because yeah. there's a big iconic uh, percussion breakdown in in I'm a man, mm-hmm. and you pick up that fancy um, the, the whatever you say. Yeah, what, the, 
<laughs> or as I, I like to call it, the Sheka Ray. Ah, so the Sheka Ray. There you go. Yeah, and so. uh, you go out front and you throw mm-hmm. it up in the air and you, you, you're yeah. the hype guy. You know, yeah. you're the, yeah. get the crowd going. Which but, is like, but you know what? I, I, I got to take off my in-ear when I do that because I don't oh. hear the oh. crowd. Oh, right. You yeah. know, so I, yeah. uh, somebody told me, oh my God, the crowd just was going crazy when you were doing that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't hear it. But then again, maybe those mics aren't on. They're not on. They have uh, infrared. Oh. So like when you, you, when you go up to it, so it you, goes when on. you go up to it, the mic turns on yeah. because you know, they have like eight open mics yeah. in, in, in the you front. Know, yeah. yeah. If they were open all the time, the sound oh, would be, be a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I agree. So I kind of yeah. like it. Not everybody does. Yeah. Um, um, so I gotta, it, pop, I gotta pop my, my ear up right yeah. before I walk down there because really I could still hear Wally's drums yeah. and it doesn't matter if I fuck up. Or right. <laughs> He's <laughs> right. the one playing. I'm just like running around the stage. But, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I like doing yeah. that, you know, and there's been a couple of times where I've, you know, I room back and forth in the stage, right. And I mm. go to my left all the way down to the left and I now I got to run back up to the riser mm-hmm. and I'm looking for the stairs. Like one time I turned around cause I thought I was right in front of the stairs and I turned around and I went, Oh shit, the stairs are over there to my left. <laughs> so then I had to like, okay, now I look like a dork. So, <laughs> Oh, speaking of that, I hurt my, I hurt my knee one time. You weren't on, you weren't with us on tour yet. I had hurt my left knee. Cause you know, some, I'm on the rim of the, the conga stand. Mm-hmm. And I jump off, oh, right, I right, jump right, backwards, right? right? Mm-hmm. And when I jump backwards, I, you know, you jump, you judge the time you're going to hit the ground. Right? right. I guess I didn't jump high enough. So I was, I was still thinking I got a split more second. And all of a sudden I went, oh, I'm here. And oh, oh, my left knee hurts a little bit. Ugh. And then throughout the rest of the show, I was like, fuck uh, <laughs> so then i it was all swollen the next morning couldn't bend it oh man okay so needless to say i had to do geez. tons of ice for I, I, I was bad for like four weeks yeah like really bad and we were on tour the whole time yeah and wow and i i did not run to the front i did not get out there one night i thought okay my knee feels better so mm. i decided to go out to the front it was easy going down the stairs so I'm like, all right, cool, hyping, hype guy, hype guy, la, 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 you know. And then I went back to the stairs and I couldn't go up, dude. Oh, no. I was like, oh, shit, oh. this fucking hurt. You know, lifting it to put pressure to do mm-hmm. the next leg. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I looked like I needed crutches. And then <laughs> oh, I finally no. went up. And the, the funny thing, though, was... Our bus driver, Leon, bus three. You, I don't think you met Leon. Oh, you mm. did in brief. Remember he was oh, yeah, hanging yeah, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, He showed up. Yeah, so Leon was side stage. And after the show, he comes up to me and he's laughing, like gut laughing. He goes, dude, I was ready to go carry you up the stairs because you look like <laughs> an old man trying to, trying to climb staircase. I was like, I gotta, you know, sometimes I gotta listen to your body. That's yeah, one thing too. When you're right. on the road, you really gotta pay attention to yeah, especially when it's like, okay, I'm tired. I need to sleep. Bam, go to sleep. Right. Do it. Two p.m. Take a nap. Yeah. People take a nap. <laughs> yeah, because this show is no no joke. Oh, I no. mean, and and these guys are you know the the, the three principals are are in their seventies. Yeah. And I'm not in my seventies, and, and I'm trying to keep up with these guys. I know. Like they they are exactly crazy. It's so fun. I look at Ro- Robert is to my left on stage, and I see his energy, and I'm thinking. Okay, 
I have to do more yeah. energy than that because yeah. I'm supposed to because I'm younger. <laughs> yeah. You know? And they, yeah. all three of them, Jimmy's the best with the energy though. Oh, oh my God. Jimmy's I mean, he's such a Jimmy night. Panko trombone. Oh, Lord. Like such a rock star. Like mm-hmm. I, I dare you to find another trombone player. That is a true rock star. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like yeah, it's insane, man. He's badass. So all of them, fun. Lee, Lee. I mean, like you said, all yeah. three of them principals. They're been doing this since '67, yeah, 1967, mm-hmm. '68. Yeah, you know, and and, and not, we just want to keep. They're up. not ready to stop. <laughs> nope. And we just want to keep up. That's yeah. all we want to do. I know, man. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah brother. I'm yeah. I'm so happy and honored. To be a part of it, dude. You know? We both are. And believe so, me, yeah, I'm with you. I really feel exactly the same way you do. You yeah, know? and we're like, like you said, we got to support. We have to play the music. We respect the music. Exactly. That's the thing. And I honor. We honor every honor song music. properly, right? You know, we yeah. play the song the way it's supposed to be played. Yeah. Not we don't play soloing during our. You know, no. like there's no. <laughs> you know, we play the parts. Yeah. You know, we play right. the actual parts. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I don't know how many guys I know that would love to play congas on every single song. Right. <laughs> like, that's not the case. You right. know, this song needs tambourine and it needs shaker, mm-hmm. you know, and, or just hand claps, whatever. That's as simple. Yeah. And you know what? That's a lot easier on the hands too. Yeah. If you're not playing congas on every song. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no need. No yeah. Need. I always say that like, you know, some producer made a lot of decisions when this record was made. And who mm. am I to second guess those decisions? And True. all those parts matter and all the, they all make sense because of each other. Mm-hmm. And if you change a part here or there, or, you mm. know, obviously I don't play every line exactly the same. And Chicago is a particular band where it, it's, it's an interesting thing because the bass and the drums are not always connected. You know, yeah. Danny, Danny Serafin was doing his thing and yeah. Peter Cetera was kind of doing his thing and yeah. somehow it, it works. Yeah. So it does, it but that's, that's like enough rope to hang yourself. And yep. that's the tricky part. It's like, there's a lot of discipline you have to have in that situation. Cause I could play a lot if I wanted to. There's oh, yeah. plenty of room. All of us could. Yeah. All of us could. We all, I mean, look at, look at Wally. I mean, Wally's a phenomenal drummer yeah. in every style of music. Mm-hmm. And he's playing the album parts. Yeah. The ones that are very important. Right. Like the one that always was always an important um, drum part is the beginning of questions. Mm-hmm. Question 67, You know, that's like, yeah. come on. You know, I've heard cover bands, Chicago cover bands. Um, they'll just go, you know, right. like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to play that fill. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you have to play that fill. Yeah. You know, you're not, it's like, yeah. And Wally nails it. Yeah. Wally is un- unbelievable. You, I can, like, I close my eyes and no, right, it's coming up. You know, like, uh, and there's, there's many drum parts like that yeah. On, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the tour. I mean, on the, the set list mm-hmm. that are very, very important. Yeah. Even my, like one of my favorites on, uh, old days, there's that open hi-hat that he's playing on a fill. <laughs> you know, it's right. Like yeah. Three open hi-hats. And I remember the first time he did it and I was like, yeah, yeah. like the album. That's it. Yeah. You for know? me is a, it's, um. You're the inspiration. This like, do, 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 yeah. do, 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 Yeah. Like yeah. Simple, simple, but it's on the record and, and I it hear has it to every be night there. and I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> yep. I like mime it because it's just such a it pronounced has to be thing. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It took me a while to not be starstruck. I think that whole first run was just like, 
I couldn't really look anybody in the eye. Me too. And, yeah. Oh, the first, believe me, that was like, I, I was seeing you mm-hmm. the first, you know, week or so. And I was like, that was me. That was me. You know, because I would yeah. like look at Robert and go, that's Robert. Yeah, That's I know. Chicago. And for some reason, he in particular, like I've seen <laughs> Chicago a couple of times. It's, I'm a huge fan, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. you know, myself since I was born, basically. Yeah. My parents were huge fans. My parents saw them before I was born. Yeah. When they were dating, mm-hmm. they went to the Chicago concert. Uh, so, but for some reason on stage and in videos, Robert just seemed so intimidating. And like, yeah. he was the one I was most afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just not. <laughs> he's judging just, me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Which but is he, not. And he at just kind of looks serious yeah. on stage. But yeah. but it's it's just, I was just so wrong. He's oh, just no. so cool and so positive and he so pleasant. He goofs around and, too. Yeah. Man. You know, and he's just he, a really fun guy to perform with. And, one, of, one of my favorite Robert Lamb moments were, were on stage and he, he set up once again right to my left. So he can easily walk over and. You know, and he came over and put his hand through my percussion table, uh-huh. you know, where the chimes, everything's hanging. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm putting that and I turn around, and I just see his hand and him standing right there. And he's offering me gummy bears. Because <laughs> he, he munches. That's what on, he has on stage. That's what he you has know, on I, stage. I, I looked it's, over it's there one awesome. day and I was like, what he, is he that? Like, he, there were like two or three gummy bears. And he goes, like, you mouth, you want one? And I started <laughs> laughing and I took two and he looks at me and he goes, one. He said, I offered you one. <laughs> so I was cracking up and I oh took both of them. Gosh. And then I told him after that show, I said, dude, you're going to have to give me gummy every night from now on. I'm going <laughs> to expect a gummy bear. And he goes, we'll see about that. <laughs> but yeah. And, and oh he'll make, gosh. he'll, he'll, um, he'll like make fun, not make fun, but like mimic me sometimes. He'll like, mm-hmm. he'll do this, like the shaker movement. He'll be like, so he's having f- everybody we yeah. all have fun on stage everybody you know and that's another thing i didn't didn't yeah. expect i've you know i don't know how deep we should get into that but i've w- worked with former members of the band and mm-hmm. as of you yeah. and it's like yeah. there's always this sort of tension and you hear all I kinds know. of different sides of stories and stuff and yeah. i mean granted i'm only three months in but like so far it's just been nothing but a blast it's been yeah. the funnest gig it is you know it and i'm really a cynical is. guy i'm a musician like mm-hmm. I, you know yeah. how do you make a musician complain you give him a gig you give him a gig you know exactly i think yeah. it's you know i used to say hey you know how are you doing oh i'm doing great i mean i can complain though you know if you mm-hmm. want me to because yeah. i'm a musician it's gonna work i can do that but somebody <laughs> asked me about doing this gig and I, it's the first time i've really been like I can't believe they pay me to do this. Yeah. Like, you know, like sincerely, I I just having so much fun, you know, and I think it comes across in the performance that the main priority, because it's complicated music too. And it's, it's hard to go out and do a show with no mistakes, you know? Yeah. But it's also the kind of gig. And I mean, little things. I mean, I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. good at what I do. Like you wouldn't notice, but I'm just saying. No, uh, uh, but but the uh, but the thing is, when you prioritize the energy and the push, oh, yeah. the the show aspect of it, the mistakes don't matter. Exactly. You know, exactly. And it's such I was about to say that. Yeah. Fun. Well, it's rock re- and relief. roll. It's yeah. it's live music. We're yeah. playing our instruments. Yeah. You know, and and it locks every night. It locks right in. You, me, yeah. and Wally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear just isolated groove yeah, yeah. tracks of the three of us like on like on dialogue and you know on i'm a man and that there's like it yeah. locks so damn good yeah. and tony calling me yes calling me, me yeah. when you hit go into that samba section and just oh yeah so, just 
yeah, it's banging totally yeah i yeah. mean you guys are so easy to play with too it's like such a pleasure thanks man no like, it's, just to come in and yeah. just do it you know and i i have i actually did get a sound check but i think we did like five songs oh you <laughs> you know they i got a sound check oh you we, did we started That's in new york right yeah. because so we were fun. no because we were rehearsing new material that's why you you got to do a sound oh, check because we actually had we, a rehearse we were doing goodbye uh, or, goodbye yeah and then that's when Lee said, hey, is there anything you want to try? Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, no, fair. <laughs> no, don't give Eric. <laughs> and then you started calling out tunes like, oh, and that's right. I yeah, forgot yeah, about yeah. So that. I did get a little, but it was yeah, like five was songs good, out of yeah. 29 true, or true, something true, that true, we did. True. You know, not, you know, yeah. so I, I did get a little lucky, but. <laughs> you know, it's um, funny because I remember Lee and Robert said, hey, anything you want to go over, try, we can. That's why we're here. We got two, three hours. And I was like, the motherfucker, Eric Ritter, and I want to do the whole show. <laughs> Can we run everything down? <laughs> right, right, no, but right. It was right. cool because you, ended, you called, you called. No, we did, we did introduction, ones. the hard one. Yeah. There, there was two songs that Lee said, start with these songs because they're the hardest. Yeah. Introduction and ballet. Yeah. So we, we did, did those that. two. And then you threw in call on me for, I think you, you just I wanted think, to play for fun because you, yeah, and I you just nailed was, it. You, well, there's this pressure because at, at yeah. the, at the time I was thinking I wasn't going to have a soundtrack. I didn't find out until like mm -hmm. the night before yeah. on, on the plane or whatever. They're yeah. like, we're going to yeah. do a soundtrack for you. And it was a little disappointing because now it's like, okay, well, it's, there's, there's some, there's this, that spontaneous energy of just getting out there and doing it. And mm -hmm. I was prepared and they're not going to be paying as much attention. When yeah. you have a sound check or a rehearsal, then people are going to be listening to oh, you yeah. to make yeah. mistakes. And there's of like course. this added pressure. Yeah. So, you know, when they're like, do you want to do anything else? So really, there was probably two of those songs that, I mean, I didn't need to do any of it, but mm -hmm. there was a couple of those songs that I was just like, well, just do one more so they think that, <laughs> that you're, that you're yeah. going to be, you know, that, you, that you're not cocky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like there's this weird pressure of like, no, man, okay, let's just do the show, it. man. Fuck it. No. I know. Yeah, exactly. No, that's no, really what's in it. my head. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, don't, I hate this. Can we just, let's not do this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, and it was but. across the board when, especially I remember now when we did introduction, mm -hmm. you know, you nailed it. And yeah. I remember all of us looked at each other like, perfect. This is the guy. All right. This is the guy for the gig. I mean, we knew already. But it was more like that was just the exclamation point right there. Yeah. Like, done. Period. You know, <laughs> like we got it. Yeah, well, I, I do have to say I, I've never felt like as as right for any other gig as this gig. You know, yep. everything that I do. That's exactly of, how I felt. That's it, yeah. exactly like I knew yeah. I fit in my yeah my what I do on percussion. What I do as a human being, as a musician. I this get to do it. everything yeah. at the, with the exception of, of slapping, yeah. but the new record, <laughs> yeah. you know, the next single, if we get to do it is, a, is all this slap and stuff. That's true. So Firecracker. Like, yeah. You know, once that, not that uh, I need to slap or anything, don't get me wrong, I mean, but, you can work but it, it is one yeah. of those things I, I do and, and yeah. I haven't done forever and here ah, it's going to come back. And well, I like, hope, I hope we had it. I've just yeah. never felt more. This is my gig. Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is awesome. I mean, it so. is, it's your gig. It's my gig. We, we, we love it. We love it. And we show yeah. that we love it. And we, yeah. the fans see that too, yeah. which is very important. You know, our yeah. fan base is huge. Chicago's fan base is massive. I mean, that's and, the other thing that's been you know, so great. You know, people and they're just embracing been everybody. so, yeah. so yeah. nice. We were at, uh, I think the Mohegan Sun, which was our second gig. So <laughs> okay. the first gig was at the Capitol Theater, which, you know, I just came from the Dwight gig and we do those okay. types of theaters a lot. Yeah. So it was kind of relieved because I got in there as like, 
I've, I mean, we played the Capitol Theater with Dwight. Mm-hmm. So there's like a very familiar setting for my first show. And it was just like, oh, okay, I got this. And it was yeah. sold out, but it's, you know, 2,500 people maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next night, it's like 5,000 people at the yeah. arena at the Mohegan Sun. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is when it gets real. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was like rock uh, and roll. Yeah. And that's right. That actually, that morning, I ran into Robert at the coffee shop at Mohegan. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at him and I went, Eric, you know, and then he just went, oh my God. He gave me the look like, okay, let's talk about this, you know? <laughs> and he's like, it sounds like a band. Mm, and he goes, there you go. it sounded amazing last night. I said, oh, wow. I, I, I said, I didn't know. You know, it was like, we, you know, the, the, the difference was just night and day. Yeah. It was solid. It was so amazing. Like, and he's like, yeah. That was a smart move. And I said, yep. <laughs> and it was in. It was like amazing. Well, I, I definitely wasn't fishing. I'm editing all of this out. But uh, <laughs> but, but the other part but of that, Just to let you know. That's yeah, it. okay. Yeah. No, I appreciate yeah. it. I don't it's, think I told you that. No, I don't think I told you that. No, yeah. no, Seriously. So cool. We were both, we were both like just... Yeah. 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 You know. But going back to the fans, I, I remember yeah. being on stage that night and looking down in the crowd and... And I'd heard different stories about how people are going to react to me being there and mm-hmm. being the new guy and blah, blah, blah. And these, some of these fans are fans for 55 years, oh, yeah. you know? And oh, yeah. So I was looking down and there was a guy in the audience and he kept looking at me and I was just like, oh, here we go. Here's, you know, and <laughs> judging, playing it. Yeah. And he's and it's a very confused look and I'm not confused isn't right. It didn't, for me, I didn't know what he was. He just kept staring at me yeah. weirdly. Yeah. So then like three, four songs go by. We finally get towards the end and uh, he, I, I find, I just lock eyes with him. I'm like, what? You know, in my head, you know, I'm like, I, I'm sure yeah. I had a smile on my face. You didn't know yeah. I was thinking that, but, and I was just like, but I'm like, I'm just going right for it. I'm looking yeah. at, and, and he mouths, welcome. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. oh God, I have Very been cool. so wrong about this dude, the yeah. whole show. And that's yeah. how it's been. Everyone's just like, welcome to the band, you know? So the fans wow. are intense and it's very, very cool. And it's, uh. It's been nothing but awesome. How would you like to hang out and talk about music or discuss something you've heard on the podcast? How about learning some new techniques on the bass? Do you have a new song and would like some feedback from an experienced and professional songwriter? You can do all of that and more at golive.ly. I'm offering private bass lessons and songwriting feedback in a private setting over Zoom. Just search for me, Eric Baines, at golive.ly, pick a date and time, and schedule a lesson. It's that easy. I can teach you advanced bass techniques, music theory, improvisation, or we can talk about how to prepare for a gig, the best thing to wear to an audition, or the most important things to know about living on a tour bus. If you have a new song that isn't quite working, and you need some feedback from someone who's written and co-written hundreds of songs for artists, TV, film, and video games, I can help you with that too. All skill levels are welcome. Search for Eric Baines at golive.ly, G-O-L-I-V-E dot L-Y. And I can't wait to meet you. I'd like to take a second to thank you for listening to the Dive Bar Rockstar podcast. As a new podcast, getting the word out is a vital part of what it takes to keep the show on the road. Uh... Or off the road, as the current case may be. If you would like to support the podcast, all you got to do is subscribe wherever you listen. And if you have an extra minute or two, please leave a review. You can also share and follow the podcast on your social media apps. Okay, enough begging. I hope you're having fun. And once again, thank you for listening.
It's a real thing. And that's another difference between this gig and a sideman gig. It's like, I'm on the web page. You're on the web yeah. page. We're in a band, yeah. you know? And, and we're on the pictures. You know, the the pictures. Look at the, I'm surprised you don't have one of the band pictures up here. <laughs> I just got home. Man. So, <laughs> you got to get you a poster. Yeah, I actually I, have yeah. one in my case. Oh, cool. Uh, inside, actually. So I, I just awesome. got to put it up. Awesome. Um, but yeah, like it's, yeah. A, it's a thing. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's it's surreal in a lot of ways because I've man. never had to deal with this. You know? I know. Yeah. You know? Well, this is what we wanted. This is what yeah. I wanted. I've yeah. I've always wanted to be a member of a rock band. Mm. Yeah. I mean, look at I love playing Latin music. I love yeah. playing. You know, I've done all the pop scene. I've mm. done. You know, the Latin market. I've done. You know, we've done the smooth jazz market. We've done all that. Right. But there's not a band. We've always been, like you said, yeah. a side man. Right. For many artists. Mm-hmm. But I thought, God, I just I would love to be a member of a whether it's a band I created, but a successful band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like Pom Pom Cat. I don't know about that one yet. I'm still working on that. But but yeah. Uh. So when this happened, and we're taking band, the fu- okay. Here's a funny thing. One of the first shows, the first show, we're backstage before the, you know, when they call the meet and greet, right? Mm-hmm. And Bo walks in and goes, "Everybody, five minutes to meet and greet." And Bo is like the assistant. He's also the he runs the fan club as well. He, he does all oh. the VIP stuff. And, and when he's on the road with us, he does the assistant tour managing. And yeah. He does he's a lot. really great. Yeah. Amazing he's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. See, Bo, we're giving you a plug. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, and he's a great guy too. He's yeah. a beautiful person. Yeah. And anyway, so Bo walks in and he says, um, five minutes to meet and greet. And I didn't know what that meant. I was like, <laughs> okay, are you just telling us that? Like, okay. And I see Wally and, you know, the rest of the guys getting getting ready to walk out of the room. And then Bo walks back in and he goes, Islas, you, meet and greet. You're doing meet and greet too. And I said, I, what? And he goes, get your ass up and follow me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And Bo's like cracking up because I'm the new guy, right? So we walk into this room and, and he goes, get up there. And he's like, it's funny. He's like walking me to where I'm supposed to. And he goes, stand right here. Okay, like the rest of the guys. Right, right. And I'm like, okay, this is okay. This is, and I'm laughing, like, what the fuck is going on? And we're taking band pictures with the fans, you mm-hmm. know, like it's it's us, Chicago. So I was like, oh, and Bo goes, we do this every night, and then we do it again after the show. Mm-hmm. So we do a VIP, and we do it. Did anybody tell you? And I said, no, nobody told me this. And he goes, I guess he goes, all right, that's probably my job. I should have told you that. So, so, right. and I'm like, oh, and I'm part of the. Meet and greet. We're part yeah. of the meet and yeah. greet. Think because once again, the logo is represents a band, right? You know, right. people yeah. obviously people know the principals. They know Jimmy. They know Robert. They know Lee. Mm-hmm. But they also want to know the band. You know, yeah. which is yeah. the rest of us, and you know, and that too makes you feel the honor of. Yeah, we're, we do meet and greet. We're part of it. We're on the poster. We're on the. Yeah. The album, we open up the album and we're in the, yeah. you know, so it's like, that's, this is what I've always wanted. I wanted to be in a rock band. I think I made it. <laughs> and then, then yeah. my daughter reminds me, you know, dad, you're not a rock star. So, <laughs> so it's just very funny. Well, she doesn't know. I know. <laughs> yes, I am. And you better tell your friends I am. No. <laughs> yeah. 12 years with Keiko Matsui, I probably went out maybe five times. Like I. I would never go, you know, she'd sign autographs every, every night after yeah. each yeah. show. Sometimes we do two or, th- you know, 
the Iridium. I think you do three shows on the weekends in mm-hmm. New York. But uh, in every in between every show, you know, she'd go sign autographs, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm I'm not the artist. You yeah, know, I don't. I, that's same thing. I'm just gonna stay back here and Which, drink. When I was <laughs> when I was at Sanborn for so long, um, and even with Christina, when I worked mm-hmm. with Christina Aguilera, it, mm-hmm. it's all about her. Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm, I don't even think I was lit up on stage. <laughs> I seriously don't think there was a light on me. And, but it's, which was fine. I mean, yeah. you don't, you yeah. know. You're, you're more of like, in some of those situations, you're like a an, a, a pit player. Yeah. As if it were yeah. like a Broadway show and you're you're in the pit. You know, totally. it's, it's yeah. just not. Which is, I mean, as long as the check clears, I don't care. You know, like, <laughs> I'll be a pit player. You know, like, yeah. I'll do your tour. Exactly. If it pays well, I'll do your tour. Yeah. You know, speaking of my daughter, this is a very funny um quick story we had a, a vip girl working with us before her name is kristen tully mm-hmm. so she texted me one time she said i'm having a conversation with one of my co-workers she goes uh, and i have to ask you a question that came up here uh, do you consider yourself uh, a rock star slash famous because you work with a famous band you know you work with chicago and mm-hmm. i started laughing i was like no i don't she goes, well what is the definition of that what do you think? Because we're trying to figure out the definition. I, was right. like, I said, I think one has to be recognized, you know, hmm. out in public, outside of the stage, outside of the tour. Like if I'm in a market and somebody says, hey, don't you play with Chicago? Hmm. You know, hmm. and then I said, as a matter of fact, that's going to be uh, a test for me from now on. <laughs> so I told Gabby, my daughter, hmm. I said, Gab. When we go to Trader Joe's, let's see if anybody recognizes me, right? And it, I mean, as a joke, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. So then we're in Trader Joe's and, and Gabby goes, hmm, Dad, we've been here for like 10 minutes so far, nothing. <laughs> and I said, no, it's got to be a Chicago fan here. Who knows? Like a now Chicago fan here. Right. And of course, no, it doesn't happen. It never yeah. happens. It's, which is, it's just a joke that we yeah. have. And one time I wore the Chicago hoodie. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, somebody's got a record. I'm, I'm wearing the Chicago hoodie. And say, <laughs> Look at that guy wearing the Chicago. Oh, that's the percussion. <laughs> uh, Hell no, it's, that never happened. It doesn't <laughs> happen, which is, which is very funny. Because even to this day, right. uh, Gabby, my daughter, wore uh, a Chicago shirt. And I said, oh, maybe they're going to say, that's the daughter of the percussion. <laughs> right, right, right. So I said, no, I am not. I know a rock star. <laughs> I am not famous. And well, I'm very I mean, happy with that. I, I will argue with you about that because there's another weird thing about this band is that we're in airports just yeah. wandering around all yep. the time and yep. they don't get recognized. No, they don't get recognized. You know, we, yeah. I was in a bar a couple of nights ago in New Jersey yes, and Jimmy and was rec- like the doorman knew him. That's and funny. And he was like, oh my God, my wife would be freaking out. And so, but that, you know, I've again, only been there three yeah. months, but when you text I'm me that, shocked I didn't at how it. they don't yeah. They don't care about security. No. You know, they don't absolutely. get recognized. So it doesn't. There's I'm going to no argue bodyguard. with you on that. There's no bodyguard. Yeah, <laughs> no. there's no bodyguard. Look, we've been on tours. Oh, oh my God. I've been, when I was out with Christina, there must have been two or three bodyguards. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. And clearing the path. Well, you, you know, if you see some giant three guys walking towards you and then a little blonde with sunglasses. You're, oh, she's famous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who is that? Right. You know, but yeah, Chicago, no bodyguards. No. So, okay, here's what happened one time. We're at the airport mm-hmm. and we're in baggage claim. These three, four guys came up to Robert in baggage claim with albums to sign, right? So Robert was very nice. He's like, hi, nice to meet you. And, and he's signing. And it was just me and Robert coming from LA on mm-hmm. that flight. Right. So I started 
taking control of the situation. I was like, okay, you guys, that's enough. We have to go. Robert, let's, you know, I grabbed Robert's bag and, you know, and I was like, come on. I went, come on, Mr. Lamb, we have to leave now. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody, because nobody, it was all eyes on Robert, which was fine, you know. And Robert signed a couple of the albums, you know, and each person had like maybe five or six albums. Wow. So you're talking about 20 minutes or if and questions and I was like we got to go stand back and and Robert just gave me a look like like kind of thank you you know and I was like wow I mean I that was the first time I saw that where Hmm. I was like I wonder if that happens to Robert when he's out you know I saw him walking in Santa Monica one time oh he was by himself and I was (laughs) it was funny I'm waiting for the light to you know to cross and Mm -hmm. and I look at my left and he's walking across the street and we both looked at each other like what (laughs) (laughs) And once again, I was like, why are you walking around by yourself? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I joke yeah. around with my wife. It's yeah. like every time I sort of go out, I run into our Robert. Because Robert goes out. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. he's not stuck oh, in no. his hotel room worried no about anything. He gets yeah. out and he walks and like I run into him all Me the too. time. Yeah. And like, I don't know about you, but sometimes it doesn't seem this way about you, honestly. But for me, sometimes I just don't want to see anybody. You know, yeah. we have a big yeah. crew, you know, it's yeah, probably we don't 40 see, yeah. people in Stay our away thing. From people. Like, I get it. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, can I just have a day off when you're on the road in any situation, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, can I just not run it? So, you know, to go down and then run into Robert. It's like, it's, you know, we, he's yeah. not anyone who ever has a long conversation. So it's not no. like, yeah. you know, no. if you're going to run into somebody, run into Robert. Of you course. Know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, there's others. But, uh, but that's <laughs> so funny that you said, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so funny that you run into him in Santa Monica and you're just like jeez I'm home even I know and you it's still very funny to, I you know, know I think that is a road thing that you get I like oh it, it was just can't get rid of these people you know so yeah. does that count so he recognized you so oh that's there right you go. you're a rock star <gasps> I didn't think about that but if nothing else you know you're I a dive bar rock star dive bar don't pass <laughs> dive bar rock star see you're, you're, you're officially that now I love that by the way I love the name of it yeah well thank you yeah. it was a are there shirts yeah you know oh, you can order a dive bar yeah rock star please do order podcast. order 10 of them they're great Christmas gifts <laughs> and by the way you should order uh, a shirt from uh, islas.com <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> tell us about your shirts you have pom pom cat which is a, uh, a band well, that you it's started. a band that's gonna Keep your eyes out, everybody. Yeah. I, pom, I pom turned the, the gig down. I, I'm a little Can busy. you believe that? I'm a little okay. busy. Listen to... <laughs> I was very disappointed with my dear friend, my brother, Eric Baines. <laughs> I offered him an excellent gig. You know, pays well. And he said no. Uh, Eric said no. Well, you know, speaking so. of that, you're, you're joking right now, but <laughs> <I am. laughs> one of the things that's impressive about you to me is is that some of the gigs that you've turned down, you're, you're very good at like... Uh, Knowing what you're willing to do, and we've talked about this yeah, a couple times because you, yeah. you you've told a story about like, you know, a gig in Jakarta, and you were like, "Hey, I, I gotta, I gotta have first class," and it gets down to the day that you get your flight stuff, and you're like, "This ain't for class. I'm not going." Yeah, and it, uh, uh, I think it's uh, and then we were talking about having your own room the other day, which yeah, to me has always been a thing, and I. Oh. Uh, I, I will I will just spend my own money and book my own room yeah. if I have to. Yeah. But me um, too. but and I and I, I also just to tell a story about me, I guess. I just remember the first time that I was in a position money wise where I showed up in Vegas at a gig and I'm supposed to have my own room mm-hmm. and I get there and as soon as I get there, the band leader's like, Hey man, do you mind rooming with the drummer? Yep. And they screwed up the rooms and I just thought to myself, No. 
I'm going to yeah. go home. I'd rather go home. Yeah. You know, I, I, did the I, same I don't want to do it, yeah. you know? And it's a hard thing to do because, you know, especially as musicians for me anyways, I just get used to saying yes and filling up the calendar. If yeah. the, 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 the date's blank, I just say yes and worry of about course. the rest later, you know, but, yeah. but um, I don't know. Where do you think that comes from for you? You've just always had that sort of confidence more than me, it feels like. Well, no, I think, I think we're balanced on that, on, on that same approach. It, it's, it, it's because I treat people the way I want to be treated. Yeah. You know, and then if you turn around and try to fuck me you know, <laughs> on a hotel room or you lower the pay or, you know, it's like you just showed me a level of disrespect. Right. And, you know, it makes me want to play timbales on every single song of <laughs> your song, of your song, like really fucking loud. That's what, like, like, hey, you're going to pay me less. I'm going to play yeah. less or play more. Right, you know, that, right, right. It's like, right. don't, it's like, look at you. We, it's our profession. This mm-hmm. is what we do. And yeah. we deliver. Yeah. Whether studio and you're recording for an artist, you, I do, you do, Wally does, Tony does, Lauren does, and many musicians, friends of ours, we deliver right. 1,000%. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't give them just what they need. We, you know, we, we deliver that, but we also, well, maybe, you know, here's an option, you know, an option, right? which is great. Um, not expecting more pay, just showing you that you can rely on me mm-hmm. and you can call on me again. Get it? Call on ah, me again. That's good. Like that. That's yeah. good. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the, the, but then you turn around and you say things like, because that's happened to me too. You get, Hey, can you room with so-and-so? I don't even know that person. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, I'm not going to room with somebody else. When you told me I was going to have my own room, yeah. that happened to me going to Phoenix. I said, uh-huh. I'm out. I said, I'm going to go home. I was like, what the hell? Then I'll never hire you again. No, you should not call me again right. because I <laughs> won't trust anything you tell me mm-hmm. regarding the job. Right. So I don't need, I've done fine without you and yeah. I will continue to do fine without you. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. I just feel like I'm, uh, and I think every great musician does the same thing. Yeah. You know, you just set a standard for yourself, right? And if you, Take a step back. Sometimes, look at. Sometimes we know some people, you know, like the job. Maybe uh, they just can't afford it, you know. Yeah. And you know that, right? So then you say, okay, look at. I'm going to help you out. I, right. I will. I will do that for you. Mm-hmm. You know. But if it's somebody you don't know, somebody brand new calling you to do something, right. and then they offer you bullshit pay or or messed up accommodations, whatever. It's like no. It's, yeah. Look, I'm sorry, but I know what I'm doing. I know I'm going to deliver. And if you can't, then call somebody else. Yeah. I've I've literally have told, uh, oh man, I you know, you're charging me too much money. So no, I'm actually not. <laughs> I'm not. If you if you really really, I'm giving you a very fair price. Right. And I'm going to give you quality. You know. Right. But if that doesn't work for you, call somebody else, man. I don't yeah. have a problem. With, I'll I'll stay home. Yeah, I'll, watch I'll, a, I'll, I'll a give you some numbers. On. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's some guys that'll work for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I remember one gig where, and I don't know, I don't know if I should say the name, but female artist mm-hmm. wanted, I already did a few dates with that art, like a, a good 10 dates. Mm-hmm. They wanted to audition, re-audition, people <sighs> to re-audition, re-audition. And I was like, I just finished 10 dates, you know? Nope. 
And I was like, oh, you know, you call me if you want me to do the next run. That's right. It. Yeah. I, I'm not going to walk in there and play again after you review the audio and video of the past 10 shows or one right. of those shows. Right. It's like, I'm not fucking doing that. Ugh. And there's people I know who went in and did that. Yeah. But I get it. I get it. There's, you know, work is you got to, you got to try to get the job, but I just don't have, I don't have patience for that anymore. Yeah. I don't, I, that, yeah. that, I think I put my time in. Yeah. That's it. I well, have that's put my time. Point. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. and we have, I think, we you know, there's many, many of our friends. We were just talking about that too, about, you know, um, we have a list of people we call for a session or for gigs. Right. And there are always people that have become our friends too. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too. He's like, I'm not going to waste my time trying to get to know somebody if I'm not sure of their ability to play the instrument when I know this guy's going to kill it on guitar. Right. And I don't right. have any issues. Like, hey man, this is what it pays. Cool. Great. Get it done. Perfect. Yeah. Bass. I'm going to call you. I'm, you know, we're going to call you. Like, people yeah. we know because yeah, we've also, experienced. I always used to think of them as like alliances. You know that show uh, Survivor? Yeah. yeah. They would create like alliances. And mm-hmm. Like, no, these are my people. Yeah. And we all look out for each other and yeah. I'll get you on the gig. You get me on the gig. And, yeah, you know, exactly. I think that's a smart way to approach it coming to a big city and whatever. Find your people and work together to support each other. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just amazing. And within yeah. that, though, within that artist or producers, maybe they don't know us. They don't. Right. So they, well, I haven't heard you. I heard of you, but I haven't heard you, you know, blah, blah. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Then, then you know it's legit. Right. Then you say, okay, great. You can't, obviously you can't go in and say, no, bullshit, man. This is what I, you know. No, it's like, it's understood. Like if a producer from Brazil calls you up and says, I need you to play on so-and-so's album. I mean, I would like you to play on so-and-so's album. Um, can you like maybe do a song and, and you know, and then you take it from there. And then it's like ongoing. They call you again and right. call you again. Right, 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 right. You know, it's one thing. Mm-hmm. One thing I am so honored to uh, be a part of when they call is the voice the oh, yeah. TV show like they just call me last week mm-hmm. you know we they asked me um, the the contractor hey Ray I need you Friday you know um, we're doing blah 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 and I was like damn it uh, I fly home Saturday right <laughs> I was like Eric can we switch this to Saturday or even Sunday you know because I land like at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. and he said let me see let me see the fact that he took the time yeah to check if he could, right? If he could, and, he mm-hmm. called, and then he texts me back. He goes, "No, man, we got to we got to film this on Friday. I got to call somebody else." And I said, "All right, dude, thank you. I'm home." And Eric was like, "Ray, you know, you're always a first call, you know." And yeah. for him to say that, and for the band, for Paul Merkovich and and you know Nate yeah. and, and oh, Sasha, yeah, and the whole guys are like, they welcome me like as oh, if, that's where so you cool. been and. And it's been like that for years with that show. Wow, I love great. it. I love it. I mean, they don't use it every day. They don't use percussion every right. day. They use right. it just like on the live performances. Mm-hmm. But it's so nice to like, you know, bam, call Ray, call Ray. Yeah. And that's, I mean, this industry, that's what you want, yeah. especially with the real shit. Yeah. The real gigs. Oh my gosh. You know, especially you, the TV stuff. Oh yeah, man. It's good stuff. Oh man. It's always <laughs> fun. But I, I just don't have like, once again, I think our, the years we put into this industry the many times we've done favors, the many yeah. times we've uh, we've done long gigs that weren't supposed to be that long. <laughs> um, I think we've it's like a our schooling, yeah. our our university 
you know, yet, granted, we do go to school too for, to learn our craft, but it's also the time you put into it that allows, hey, look, I, I, I know what I'm doing. Right. You know, right. And, and I'm not going to do your gig yeah. because you're bullshit. <laughs> you know, seriously. And, and that's, yeah. that's what it comes down to. You know? Right. I know you're the same way, man. And I appreciate well, that. Well, I, I, I'm not always, you know, I still have that, that instinct of like, cause I didn't grow up here. You're one of those rare people that are Born from, and raised. from LA. I know it's weird. <laughs> and I grew up in a small town where making a living as a musician, something I did, mm-hmm. but you take any gig, whatever yeah. I can do. You know, and so I, that sort of has traveled with me out here and it's put me in some weird situations, but you know, as you get better and as you get more established and as you get better Mm -hmm. paying gigs, (laughs) then you can say no to stuff, but I still end up, you know, saying yes because, you know, that's the other thing, too. Things ebb and flow, even when you're mm-hmm. on a great gig like Chicago. Like, we're going to have three months off in a minute, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, like, that puts me in a position to say yes to some stuff that I don't want to do, you know? I know. I and, know. like, yeah. but my my thing was always just, you know, you have, I don't know, 50 clients. Some of them pay $1,000 a gig. Some of them pay 100 bucks a gig. True. And, and, True. and somehow you make a living from all that, well, you yeah. know? But I end up being less happy at times and you know there's a lot Mm -hmm. of times i look at the day and i'm like why did i take this gig and i'm still (laughs) trying to figure out how to avoid that without because i'm also a person who's like i want to do things for people and if Mm -hmm. you if you if you guilt me i'm gonna say yes if i'm if i'm free you know what i mean i really want to just be too busy to do crappy gigs (laughs) that's the key because if i'm open i'll take it Oh, I know. <laughs> but here, here's the thing too. You're, you're fairly a new dad. Yeah. So when my kids. Well, that has changed. That has changed. That has changed a lot. When my kids were, you know, your son's age, um, which is like a year and a half, right? A year and a, when Diego and Gabby were, Jesus, like three and four uh, up to seven. Mm-hmm. I was also very careful. I wanted to make sure I was a dad. Right. You know, that's the thing. It, and and yeah. for two reasons, obviously for them, but also for me, you know, it's like, you know, I, you miss your kids. I remember we were talking about that. You just, uh, the other day on tour, you just said, God, I miss, yeah. you know, oh, I yeah. miss them. And, oh my God. And I was like, I know, I know the, I know exactly what you're going through. And yeah, I was on tour with Christina. I left on tour with Christina when Diego, Diego was born. I left two weeks later. Wow. And then gone for nine weeks. He didn't want to be in my arms when i came back home and that made me cry i was like no i'm your dad right (laughs) he's like yeah like get away that's when i realized i was like i can't i gotta be careful like what to take and what not to take that's also put it into into excellent point that also puts it into perspective too you know Mm -hmm. like where you where you start saying i'm not gonna do that gig because i'd rather be home yeah you know right playing with my son i mean seriously it sounds very simple, but it's such a big step to take. Yeah. You know? And oh my God. And then believe me, my daughter, she's she was the one who would tell me, No, you're not going wow. when she could talk. Right. You're staying with me. And I was like, Oh yeah, she she means it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't look forward to those days. <laughs> I know. It's really it, interesting too, because like the gig that I just came off of, Dwight Yoakum, we yeah. would go out for, you know, kind of weekend stuff, you know, yeah. four yeah. days, three shows, four shows. Yeah. home every week you know yeah. so um yeah those are easy it's and easy because yeah, you're home perfect three four days out of yeah. the week which is cool but this came yeah. up and it's like i can't really 
it's just too much of a dream gig to turn down, no, you know? Oh, yeah. That's the um, thing, too. It worked, look at it. It works great for you right now, too, though, because he's young. Enough. And he's young, yeah. Exactly. See, and it also works with me because my kids are yeah. older. They're teenagers. Right, exactly. So it's like that middle section mm-hmm. where they don't understand. Right. You know, they're like, wait a minute, my dad's not here? Right. Why? Mm-hmm. But, he, but he's here once in a while. You know, they just don't grab it. Like, or kidding, when I told the kids that I got Chicago's gig, I was like, you know, sit them down and, I so said, you guys, look, I just got a great gig, blah, blah, blah. And, but I'm going to be gone a lot this year. Like, oh, I'm gone for a month and then home for 10 days and then gone for three weeks and then home for five days. And then Gabby, <laughs> Gabby was like, well, she's like, she was like 13. She goes, what? Okay, that's fine. I, I'm busy with school and my friends. Have fun, dad. You know, and I was like, yep, <laughs> teenager. Yep. I'm, Yay, okay, no cool. Dad. I can go on the road. <laughs> exactly. So that that yeah. worked. This gig came perfect timing for both of us. I, yeah, I, I think really think true. that balancing our careers yeah. and family, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a lot tricky. of, uh, it's very tricky. We just, we had several yeah. conversations on the road about that. And there's, um, yeah, yeah it, it takes his toll. And uh, yeah, you got to have very uh, understanding partner to, yeah. to be willing to deal with all the ups and downs of it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Granted, we're making a living for our family. Yes, exactly. Which is yeah, in this industry is you know, it, yeah. it's it's a blessing to yeah. be working so much. Well, this whole thing has been been about Chicago, but uh, I think it's kind of appropriate because. Um, that's what we're doing now. I'll have you on another time. We'll talk about Christina and George Lopez show. Oh, that, that was you know, a blast. George is a, TV he's stuff, a good but, buddy too. What's up, George? We got to oh, get George nice. to listen to this. I'll, I'll oh, send it to great. him. Let's I'll send him a link. That'd be awesome. George is a bad dude, man. Yeah. I'm like very honored to know that cat yeah. because he's a very, very successful Latino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mexicano, like, you know, roots, like mm-hmm. hardcore. He's born and raised in LA, San Fernando Valley too. Wow. I'm East LA. He's San Fernando Valley, but uh, he's yeah. And and we, you've ha, have you met him? Did no, you, I never met him. Oh, he came oh. to the show before you were in the band. Oh, he came gosh. to two shows back to back. Guy, he's like, I'm coming to Vegas too, man. <laughs> Very nice guy. He he's a big Chicago fan. That's Huge awesome. Chicago fan. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, so and when, it's so you know cool that you were able to establish a relationship with the host. Like, I don't think every band member of every yeah. talk show has that right with, with with george it happened later because i mean when mm. after i did the show because uh-huh. i was doing the house band and i mean we hung out you know we did shots before the show it was funny because <laughs> he would he'd be like come on man and he would bring really 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 good tequila right uh, like shit i never heard of right <laughs> no label type shit right and he always wanted to do a shot before the show and then he was like hey have a second one and then I had to start the show because with the cowbell, <laughs> right. you know, you're playing low <laughs> you're the rider. first thing the, everyone hears and sees because the camera is right <laughs> on me. You know, it's like, I'm like, and there's no click. It's just me. Finger points. George Lubbock show. Boom. And you're like, don't speed up. Don't. They never gave me a tempo too. Oh, Bearden, Bearden, Michael Bearden would be like, all right, just point. What's the tempo? Just it's it's low, right? You know, I'm like, oh, okay. And I can no, I'm not gonna do that. So, so anyway, so I later I started working with Paul Stanley, mm-hmm. right? And George is a huge KISS fan, Paul Stanley fan. Right. So Paul 
told me on one of the shows, he's before the show, he said, uh, George is coming tonight. And I told him, well, Ray Islas is on percussion. He did your show. And he goes, oh, that's right. That's right. So that's where we started really connecting, like hanging, talking, oh, and cool. exchange numbers. And and then uh, he would, he was funny, man, because he like, he would fan out with Paul Stanley, which cracked me up. Because <laughs> we're talking, me and Paul are talking and George goes, hey, 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 take a picture of me and Paul. And Paul, Paul's like, dude, we have like, Thousands of pictures. Take another. I need one more. I need one more. So I'm a picture. And at that point, I was like, "Oh, fucking Paul Stanley and George Lowe. Hey, let me get in the middle. The three of us. You know, oh, when so is cool. this going to happen?" Yeah. So then I text him. I said, "Hey, man, guess who I'm working with?" You know, I said, "Who's your second? Who's your other favorite artist?" And he wrote back, "No fucking way. You're in Chicago now." And he goes, "Awesome." And he was like, "He was really. He was. I'm so proud of you. I'm so." He goes, "A, a Latino, like hardcore, like." East L, I mean, dude, I mean, we were raised in the hood. He was raised in the hood. I was raised in the hood. Right. So it's like, you're fucking in one of the greatest bands in the world. And fucking Latino, Mexicano, he's texting out. Then he called mm-hmm. me up. And and then every once in a while when so he pops cool. up to see Chicago, you know, we're talking. He looks at me and he goes, he goes, dude, seriously. He goes, man, you're the shit, bro. And I was like, wow. I mean, that's really fucking cool. Wow, that's Really awesome. cool to hear from him, you know. And, yeah. And, uh. And he's still, um, he's got a new show coming out, which is really oh, yeah? cool. I was like, get me, get me. It's, it's like a family show, like mm-hmm. his old one. Right. It's right, not right, a talk right. show. It's like a, right, like a sitcom. Like, so I was like, get me on an episode just playing bongos or something, <laughs> like in the background. <laughs> and he went, you never know. You never know. Said, that would be funny. I said, I could be a big old mustache, bongo oh, plane. Cool. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And was that like a lot of reading on that gig or like, was yeah. like, yeah. charts every single day yeah yeah and what yeah. was this like the schedule like you know uh it, it would call time okay i would leave my house at like 10 10 15 mm-hmm. to be there by it, it, some days would change depending who uh we who if there was a musical artist we had to play with mm-hmm. um, but right. the day would be average from 11 a.m to 6 p.m monday through thursday Thursdays might go a little longer because we would film two episodes, like the Friday episode. Oh, got you. Right. So we would film Monday on Monday, Tuesday on Tuesday, but Thursday was Thursday and Friday episodes. So, dude, I would either be home by 7.15 or ready to go to a gig. Yeah. You know, do a club date. That's so cool. You know, and it was awesome. You know, I was covering for Lenny Castro. Mm. So it was funny because it was either, it was two situations. Where Lenny couldn't do Stevie Nicks because he was doing the George Lopez show. So then Wadi Watel called me up and he's like, hey, I need you to do Stevie Nicks. So then I would do Stevie Nicks. Gotcha. And then Lenny wanted to come back to Stevie. So then Bearden called me to do George Lopez. So gotcha. we would just go back and forth, back and forth, you know. Wow. And and it was cool because I was like, yeah, I'll take either one. That sounds pretty good <laughs> you know, to me. Like either game worked great, you know. <laughs> right, right. And but then Stevie, she had a she had a longer tour. So me, like Lenny called me up and he goes, "Hey man, uh, I want to do Stevie, but you know, I it, you want to talk to Wadi about that? I don't know, you know, because." And I said, "Dude, whatever. I mean, I mean, I'm cool with staying home, you know. It's like either." Mm-hmm. And he goes, all right. So then Wadi goes, well, let, let's have Lenny do this leg. And I said, cool. All right. So that just meant I'm, I'm working either way. Right, right, right. You know, in two great gigs, either yeah. one. So then, and then I did the, I did the second, 
actually the last six months of the George Lopez show, or four months, and then mm-hmm. when the show was canceled, so to speak, right? It was like right. let go from TBS. And uh, yeah, and then wow. the day Prince was on the show, now it was cool because Prince did, remember he did uh, like 30 nights at the forum? forum yeah. He announced it on George's show oh. that he was going to hit and all the other late night shows wanted him and he chose George Lopez to announce it wow. in his show, which was pretty cool. But that day we had to be there at um, like 8 a.m., 8 to like 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Because we wow. didn't, they really didn't know when Prince was going right. to show up or <laughs> dictate. And he, it was only Prince and some female co-star, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, a uh, guest. Mm-hmm. I forgot mm-hmm. who it was. I forgot who it was. That's all. It was just that. Yeah. So everything was about Prince on that show. And then we, yeah. he played, then we played with him and then we did our thing and it was a crazy day. Yeah. Another crazy day was when Snoop was on the show. Oh, Snoop yeah. Dogg. That was pretty cool. Did yeah. y'all get a little high? Oh, big time. <laughs> Dude, the whole studio smelled like pot. I mean, I'm not kidding. The whole studio. Oh, funny. You're like, whoa. Hey, where are the munchies? So, I need a Twinkie. So, so. <laughs> yeah, that was that That's was a cool. Funny. That was a cool part of doing the show. Yeah, yeah. that was. Uh, I actually still have the on the conga. It's in my studio. It has the big old Lopez Tonight logo on it. Nice. So I want to put that in the house, but they're like, no, 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 you take it out of the house. <laughs> the family's like, no. <laughs> Gabby's like, no, put that, you know, <laughs> put that back in your studio. No drums. So, so. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a separation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. No instruments in the house. Yeah. So you have a studio. That's fine. <laughs> so, so. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> that's yeah, funny I'm because always... every, t- every time I do get a new instrument, mm-hmm. I, it has to live in the house for me. It has to, because I, I want to play it in the oh, house. Oh, right. Yeah. Like when I had the LP Bata drums, the three, mm-hmm. the three African Cuban drums, right? Mm-hmm. I set them up in the living room on the stand and would just play them because I just wanted to. Yeah. It, it was like, welcome to the family type thing. Right. I used yeah. to have the, my upright oh, yeah. sitting gorgeous, in the living room right? because I, I'm not great at upright. It's not like my thing, but. I had it sitting there so that every time I pass it, I would play it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And uh, Exactly. It's like calling you yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I here you turn off the, the light. Just yeah. put it in the way so I have to look at it and mm-hmm. I have to play it, mm-hmm. you know? And then, I, and then I had a baby and it's, it's, <laughs> everything's out. I know. <laughs> now it's just all kid toys. <laughs> oh, and I love it. I miss those days when I walked by that. I was like, oh, look at this. Oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah, but, but not when they yeah. knock down the bass. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what? Yeah. Or there's baby a, food on the strings. Big. It could kill them. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to be um to talk about songwriting a little bit because oh, yeah. you have okay. a song on the new Chicago record. Yeah. And that's yeah. a pretty awesome thing. And yeah, um, pretty I wanted to, I'm still like wowed on that. Yeah. You know? And co-wrote with Robert, right? Yeah, and, that's and another thing. So how did all that come about? And uh, well, first of all, like when did you start songwriting? Well, me and an old buddy, Mike Burns. Uh, reconnected. I recorded with him like back in the eighties, oh, right? Cool. And I, well, like late nineties, mid mid nineties. But I've known him forever, and we just reconnected, and we just started talking about like playing on each other. Like he goes, "Man, can you, you want to play on this?" Uh, yeah, it's all right. So he sent me a track, and I said, "Hey, I have an idea for it, if you don't mind." And he goes, "No, no, no, throw it out." And I said, for the bridge, what if, what if you, we went here instead 
and you know, I don't play piano or guitar, you know, but mm -hmm. I'll sing you the part. Got you. You know, I could, mm -hmm. I'll sing you the part that I'm hearing. So then he started playing it and he's like, oh, I like that. And he goes, well, you know what? Let's, let's kind of rewrite it, you know, because I'm liking your, your ideas. So that's how it started with Mike. And I always felt, I've always had ideas, but I never had somebody to deliver them. Right. Proper right. form. Mm -hmm. I mean, because once again, I didn't, I don't, I should have, and I still can, I still can take, you know, I said, I should take guitar lessons or take piano lessons just for writing purposes. Right. So right. which would be, you know, mm -hmm. vocal or vocal lessons just to get those ideas out. But it came easy with Mike. We just throw ideas at each other. You know, right. or he'll send me just a snippet guitar part or and then he'll loop it and then I'll play drums to it. But then I hear parts, other parts. Mm -hmm. So then I'll get on a microphone and, and I'll like sing the guitar part or the piano part or even hum the bass parts too. And he's like, okay, then he'll play it. Is this what you mean? Yes, oh, that's exactly. Cool. So that's how we started. Do we have a whole library of like, well, library, we got a lot of songs, you mm -hmm. know? As a matter of fact, some just came out today on Spotify. Oh, cool. Yeah, the East Los Burns project. Well, that's yeah. why I had you on the show. I wanted you to Proof. promote your... I, perfect timing, <laughs> right? So if you go to Spotify and type in East Los Burns, you're going to get Los some cool Burns. rock shit. You oh, know? cool. Like, remember how the other day you were... It's, it's almost kind of 80s, you know, mm -hmm. type stuff, but it's fun. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Wadi Watel playing guitar, Leland Sklar. Never <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually playing drums. I don't play drums often. Now, ah. this is this is funny. Okay, so back to the songwriting. So with Mike, we just continuously been doing it nonstop, mm -hmm. whether it's just for fun, developing the library. We'd have guest singers. Mike's a great singer, but he doesn't want to sing live. And I said, well, if you're not going to, if you don't want to sing live, then we got to get people, to, other singers to sing on these tracks. You know, it, it just makes more sense. Like mm -hmm. if something happens with it, if I want to, take out a song and play it. I can't sing it, but I'd rather, and you can't sing it, but blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so um, it shoots back to the Christmas album, 2019, Chicago's Christmas album. Robert and Lee and Jimmy said, well, we're going to do a Christmas album, but we want original Christmas songs. So everybody submit. See, that's another cool thing about wow. those guys. Mm. They listen. They want participation. They want songwriting in the band. They're not just saying... Here are the tracks, play on it. Right. These are our songs. No, they're involving you. Wow. So I told Mike, let's write a Christmas song. So we wrote a song called All Is Right. And it landed on the album. Wow. And I had asked Robert to sing it. I said, Robert, I want you to sing the lead. And then Lou sang the bridge. Hmm. Neil sang all the backgrounds. Huh. And it sounded great. I loved it. And then this album came about. And they said the same thing. Everybody submits songs. So I was on a walk and the guitar line came to my head. Just, I just started humming it. And, and then I stopped and I went, oh shit. So I went to text and I hit the voice thing mm -hmm. to Mike. Mike, you know, listen to this. And I started singing the guitar line. And then he wrote back, oh, I like it. I'll work on it. And then I hit, hit it again. And I started singing, um, not She's Right. It was called... It's going to be all right. Got it. Because it was like almost pandemic-ish. Like, let's get out of it. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. You know, it's going to be all right, all right, all right. Now it's going to be, you know. Mm -hmm. That was like at 8 a.m. And I started singing. Dun, tch, 
No, that was a guitar line. Mm -hmm. An hour later, Mike sends me the guitar part and singing what I sang, like in uh, demo type. I went right, to the studio right. and just started playing drums. And then, then I started like counting bars, you know, as I was recording drums. So mm -hmm. I looped the guitars over and over and over. And then I just played the drums. And then I created like a chorus section on drums. And then, and then like sections, I just created sections. And then I sent them to Mike. Then Mike paste, put it all together. Bam, we had a song in full form. That's cool. Then we, re then we wrote more lyrics down. We're on the phone. Blah, blah, blah. And then I sent it to Robert. And Robert was like, I like it, but I don't want to do a song about the pandemic. You know, coming out of it. We already have a few. Hmm. positive like we're gonna do this right and so i took it as a no like it's not gonna happen so i said all right cool so then i called mike and i said oh it's on the shelf for now i said let's just keep writing so we kept writing we submitted two other songs three four other songs mm -hmm. then i got a call back from robert and he's like you know your song like month, two months later he goes your song is growing on me like can, can we work on it and i said wait a minute you want to work on it and he goes yeah he goes, I, I feel there's has a lot of potential. We can. And I said, fuck yeah, dude. I said, that's it. And I called Mike, Mike, Robert wants to jump on the song. Mm. And he said, yeah, okay, great. So then now we're going back and forth, the three of us. And lyrically, we started rewriting She's Right instead mm. of All Is Right. Got you. So it turned into this whole, like, better, much better approach, right? Yeah. And, and then it was funny because then I told Robert, I said, Robert, this is amazing, man. He goes, yeah, it's really cool. It's great. I said, you know what's even better? And he goes, what? I said, the fact that my name's going to be next to your name as a songwriter. <laughs> and he starts that's laughing. He goes, deal. no, that's not. I said, no, you, no, this is like Grace Lost, Robert Lamb, you know, Mike Burns. So that's, that's cool. That's how that landed. Besides that, I, like with Wadi, getting Wadi to play on the song, these other songs is very funny because mm -hmm. I sent him a song called Western Skies, right? That we wrote, like LA relationship, blah, blah, blah. Check it mm -hmm. out on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> and I really didn't know Wadi that well. I mean, we had... And Wadi, just for people who don't know, is this legendary... Oh, yeah. No. You know, so many records, guitar player. Yeah. You know, phenomenal. Stevie Nicks for forever yeah. and ever. But and, like, and Linda Ronstadt but, yeah, and, like, and Jackson Brown, James Taylor. Look through your albums. He's yeah. on many of those. Anyway, so I called him and I said, Hey, man, I, I got a tune. Co wrote it with this guy, Mike. What the fuck is Mike Burns? You know, buddy of mine is great. All right. And I said, And then I said, Leland Sklar is playing on it. And he goes, And they're also done a 
a podcast. Yeah. Oh, he did. Oh, great, yeah. great. <laughs> and and Le- and and he goes, well, that doesn't mean I'm going to plan it just because Leland's on. <laughs> and I started laughing. He goes, well, send it to me. Let me see. And I said, all right, great. I didn't hear from him for like three or four days, right? And then he calls me up and he goes, hey, so I'm going to MP3 you um, a, uh, a version and you tell me if you like it or if you want me to change it. And I said, you, oh shit, you played on wow. it? And he goes, yeah, I fucking like the song. It's great. <laughs> and I said, yeah. And I'm listening. I'm in New York too, which is very funny because Wadi's from New York, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm walking the streets of New York. It's a beautiful afternoon. AirPods are in and I'm listening to it. I'm like, it sounds incredible. Just so beautiful. Yeah. And and he asked me, he said, um, he was, you said Leland's playing on it, but who's playing drums? And I said, oh, that's me, but I'm going to call somebody because I just laid down demo drums. And he goes, what? And he goes, no, 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 no. And he goes, you're going to fuck up Leland's bass parts. Uh, and I went, oh shit, that's mm, right. Yeah. I said, I didn't think about that because I didn't tell Leland that I'm going to, I'm going to taking out my drums and replacing it. Right. You know, and then, um. Wadi goes, and who recorded drums? I said, I did. He goes, wait a minute, what? I said, he goes, what are you using? I got an old Ludwig kit, like Mm -hmm. early 60s. I wanted the Ringo, Charlie Watts vibe. Yeah. You know, like, so I got an old kit, beautiful kit too. Yeah. Um, And I have one on the kick drum, mic on the kick drum, mic on the snare, and an overhead. That's it. And I said, I have three mics. That's it. Old school. Yeah. And he said, the kick is a nice thump. It's not a pop. It's a thump. And he goes, that you get, you're getting great sound. And then he said, and he goes, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. And I said, what? And he goes, Islas, congratulations. You're the drummer of this fucking project. <laughs> and I went, no, 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 no. I said, there are much better drummers and that I know. I first played drums as a kid. Mm-hmm. But as I got to play with drummers or seen drummers, mm-hmm. I told myself, I suck. <laughs> I like, I'm going to study percussion and do it right. Because I never studied drum set. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you two and four, but I ain't giving you all that fancy shit that all these <laughs> motherfuckers play, you know. But Wadi was like, that's what these songs need. Just a solid groove in two and four. And that's yeah. what you delivered. So you continue to play drums with these songs. And wow. Wadi said, if you change it, I'm not playing on them. <laughs> and I went, oh, even Leland told me the same thing too. Leland That's was cool. like, just play, because you're playing the parts that are needed. You know what the song needs. Right. Instead of telling somebody, okay, play this, play that. Yeah. I realized, yeah, he's right. I know what the song needs. Feel is everything. Yeah, really. I mean, feels great. 
And I that, mean, that's the thing. That's why you're great as a percussion player. It's like you've you've got an outstanding feel. You know what man, I mean? Thank you. It feels thank amazing you. when you yeah. play. And you know, and, and if you just translate that, you know, add some some you know legs. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. I have to talk to my legs. Like, you guys got to keep up. And you look how skinny they are, too. It's like, you know, they can't keep up sometimes. They're like, you do that and you do this. Like, they have a mind of their own sometimes, though. They're like, like a, you know, like, a, you know, on the drum solo where mm-hmm. I try to do the double bass thing. Right, right, right. I'm right, not right. doing two. I'm, that's one foot, by oh, the way. Whoa, that's great. one foot. And I'm telling myself, don't fuck it up. You know? And I don't play it every night because, it, like, it sounds so solid. I mean, so solid, so um, stiff sometimes. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Because I, I sat behind and my left leg, my left ankle to do double kick drum is yeah. not there. I yeah. have to really practice that, yeah. which I should because I have a double pedal at home. <laughs> it's like, I don't use I'm like, right. I sit and, and I go, no. And what you're talking about is in uh, I'm a Man, there's a big long percussion yeah. drum solo yeah. and you guys switch and yeah. Wally plays percussion and you play drum set. And you know, you, generally, you know that can be in front of 10,000 people. So yeah. I don't know, practicing might be something <laughs> you might want to think about doing. <laughs> now that you put it like that, I should for the next tour. <laughs> I guess I should I mean, practice. it sounds incredible every night. I'm I just never, and plus, you... I never know what I'm going to play on the drums. I just go, that's cool. You know, next one, do a fill. I don't know. Because I don't want, I don't want to, you know, make it a regular thing every night. You don't want to get calls. Yeah. I don't want to get called for drums. That's the thing. That's Wally's job, damn it. Not mine. Yeah. Honestly, I'm this kind of the same about upright. It's like, don't call me. I'm not good at it. Like I, I'll I'll do a session when I can sit here and yeah. in, the, in my yeah, studio exactly. and, and screw it up for three hours. Dude, you know that's but, the way I am with drum set in my house. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's why I play on these tracks right. because I will fuck it up and yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. care. It's by myself, right? But if I, you're gonna call me to come over here and play that kit right there, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh fucking Eric, how much time do we have? <laughs> you, you can you can cut and paste, right? <laughs> I can, can punch line in all this up. Right? I can punch in, right? I can punch in. Yeah, like, yeah. Snap so. to the grid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, it's pretty hilarious but wow. but that's uh i mean that's how i song right and it works well we, obviously you have a song on the new chicago record and not only that <laughs> if you look at the cd it's on the sticker it's, it's on, on the, the sticker. sticker that's right i forgot about it's that on the, i okay, check when, it out she's right she's right <laughs> when we did good morning america remember how they handed out the cds mm-hmm. right that yeah, was the first yeah, time yeah, i yeah. saw it Wow. And I went up to Robert. I said, Robert, we're on the sticker. <laughs> and he looked at me and he rolled his eyes like, oh, yeah. You know? I said, no, no, no. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm like, I'm fucking thrilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, Robert, this is big for me. I mean, that's amazing. You know? And he just went, he goes, cool. And I thought, yeah, he, he's been on the sticker like for 50 years. Yeah. So it it's, doesn't bother yeah. Um, I don't know if you heard, but this is my 38th album. 38th album. 38th uh, and I'm like, I was also reading some stats on some article that just came out that, that mm. 25 of their 38 albums have gone platinum. Wow. So I don't think you can impress Robert with a sticker. He, no, no. <laughs> Hopefully 26. You know. but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Exactly. That's cool. And then, you know, just like also typical musicians, like you've got all this stuff happening, you know, all these yeah. irons in the fire, you know, and. Something's got to bite, right? Well, it's like all that stuff adds up to making a living, you know. Well, yeah, you know, somehow yeah, and I know. in some way, man. I know, I know. Well, it's been awesome talking to you, dude. Brother, thank it, you, man. We've been here a long time. I yeah, want to man. take up any more of your time. What time is it? It's right. <laughs> oh, no. 
I still have my watch on East <laughs> and Coast I time. I so appreciate. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I so appreciate you you coming down Anytime, and, and, and yeah. doing this and and uh, there's so much more we have to talk about. So we'll, I'll invite you back. I'll be back. You know, and, and, and I'll be back. <laughs> I would be back. Cool. Yeah, yeah sir. And then, yeah, man. Um, and thank you, thank you for letting me be a part of Dive Bar Rockstar. Yeah, no problem, yeah. man. We'll, yeah. we'll see you on the bus. Yeah. Wow, I hope you had as much fun with that as I had, <laughs> as we had making that. Uh, what a great dude and a really good percussion player. If you haven't seen Chicago in a while, uh, you should do it. Because if you're a Chicago fan, you will not be disappointed in in this lineup and the show that they they that we put on every night. It's 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 pretty phenomenal. I wanted to talk about the band guys versus sideman conversation that we got into a little bit because I didn't want to make it sound like band guys are less than side guys or side guys are less than band guys. It's it's more about just there's different you know things that you're thinking about when you're on stage. I I think, and and Chicago is a little bit of an exception from most bands because uh, the three guys that are original in the band are Lee Lochnane, trumpet and vocals, uh, Robert. Lamb, who is uh, keyboard and vocals, and Jimmy Panko, who plays trombone and is just this extraordinary rock star, amazing energy. And uh, they all went to college, uh, went to University for Music. So Robert Lamb went to Roosevelt University. Lee Lochnane and Jimmy Panko met at DePaul University. So these are educated musicians. Um, but the other thing that's neat about Chicago is that it was that mix between them and Terry Kath, the original guitar player, self-taught, just rock, crazy talent and, and super talented. And uh, Danny Serafin, self-taught drummer. Um, and uh, Peter Cetera was not a, a college guy either. So you had this crazy mix of really smart, educated horn parts and this raw, talented you know, rhythm section. And, and it really made for a crazy awesome experience you know <laughs> uh, but at any rate i didn't want to make it seem like one is better than the other it's just a different sort of mindset and my job out there is i actually kind of have the luxury of just thinking about playing the bass and singing the backgrounds whereas you know these guys are chicago they've they've got to be entertainers they've got a, a legacy to live up to and it just feels to me like it's a difference in um, mindset and my job is to create a solid foundation cuz you know so that they can do whatever they want but i'd be interested in your opinions and your experience so uh hit me up write me a letter um follow the dive bar rockstar podcast on facebook and hit me up there or send a message to fanmail at divebarrockstar.com and and let's let's talk about it I did want to clarify that the capacity of the Capitol Theater in Port Chester, New York is only 1,800, uh, not 25, like I said. Uh, but it's still a very, very beautiful theater, and uh, it was a great place to have my first gig with Chicago. And I know I turned down the position in Pom Pom Cat, but as far as I know, I think the rumors are that it's a fictional band. I'm not really sure. If you have seen a Pom Pom Cat show or own the t-shirt, then, um, you know, hit me up and let me know if, if I, if I made the wrong decision. Anyways, um, I hope you had a great time and I'm looking forward to doing more of these episodes this year. Hopefully I can squeeze some in before the end of the year. And if you have any requests for guests or anything, you can, you can hit me up about that and I'll talk to you next time. I'm a
star. Wow, you've made it to the end. I'm hoping it's because you completely enjoyed yourself and are now filled with knowledge and inspiration to move forward with your dreams. If that is the case and you would like to stay informed of new episodes, live events, and general news, please go to divebarrockstar.com and sign up for the mailing list. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or complaints about anything you hear on the show, please email me at fanmail at divebarrockstar.com and you may even end up on the show. We at the Dive Bar Rockstar Podcast, with all of our hearts, thank you for listening, and remember, it's all about dreams.